Well, hello and welcome to episode 15 of the Find Your Voice podcast. My name is Freya Casey. I'm a professional singer and vocal coach from Germany, but your mind is so important in anything you do, including singing, that I felt it is just so important to create another podcast to tell you about all the things that are on my heart. I have so much to talk to you about. Um, I have been working with singers for the past 20 years and I have been on stage and I was raised in a musical family for a really long time. So I've been doing this for a long time. And I can tell you honestly that my mind is like it has always been instrumental in how successful I was in anything I did. When I had doubt, nothing really worked out. Doubt kills more dreams than failure ever will. I look at failures not as anything negative. I look at failures as a learning experience and they are really important. And I always tell my daughter, you know, it's like if you fail, it's better than not having tried because not trying because you doubt just means you're not taking any action and your brain doesn't have the opportunity to kind of sort everything and just like, okay, this goes in this drawer. Uh, these are things that work where I have had success and I can actually build some confidence. And these are the things that have not worked. And that's why I'm just not going to do that thing anymore. If you never try because of fear, you will never know. You will just never know what the outcome is. So there is no learning experience. But the reason why doubt is so dangerous is because when you doubt, you are literally picturing how things do not work. You are literally asking, uh, you're telling yourself, it is not going to work. I cannot do this. I don't have the skill. I'm not good enough. Therefore, you're setting yourself up for that exact result. Because remember, you will do anything to do what your language tells your brain to do. When you say out loud or when you think, I cannot do this and you are doubting, just doubting that you can even have a chance at it. How is anything going to happen that's, that's not going to fulfill that statement? It's going to be really hard to come up with anything like that. Um, if you have confidence, what is the worst thing that can happen? I mean, maybe you can be overconfident. Maybe you can try something. Maybe you can embarrass yourself. You probably... Taking risks is an entirely different story, which I will probably do another episode about because taking risks... Mm, I think we live in a world nowadays where taking risks... It's, it's almost like an aversion against taking risks. We want to be safe and secure. And we want to make sure we're guarding ourselves against anything negative that could possibly happen. We have insurances for everything. Um, if it were up to some insurance agents, we would have insurances like up to the nines, really. It's like you can have like someone called me and asked me, do you want to have an insurance in case you cannot work anymore? Well, the person did not know what I do for a living. They thought I would just like, you know, take like have a regular job. And I, t I asked them, is there an insurance against having damaged vocal cords 
as a singer and then you can't sing anymore. And he didn't know he would have to check into it. But here's my attitude. And this is what I always told a lot of insurance people who tried to sell me all these different kinds of insurances. I mean, I have the necessities. I have a car insurance because it is the law. And also, you know, I bought a new car three years ago. And um, that's a lot of money driving around on the road that could potentially just be totaled in a minute or so. So that's, to me, that is worth it to pay an insurance for that. And also, of course, covering any damage I may cause to anyone. It is the law, so you have to do it. And also for my house, I have an insurance because if I, you know, if something really terrible happens to my house, there's a storm and like it gets totally destroyed. I don't really have that kind of money. That is a lifetime investment to just say, well, it's okay. That's just the risk I'm willing to take. Um, That is kind of smart to do an insurance for that. But you know what? I don't have tons of insurances for all these different things. Like you can have an insurance for having like for all the things you own that are inside of your house, I don't have an insurance for that. Because yes, someone may break in, but these are only things. They sure did cost money and they are they have some value, a monetary value. But really, honestly, if I lost everything that's in my house, which is, it's unlikely, you know, it might happen, but it's unlikely. It's, it's, you know, this is just life and it's not the end of my life. It's, it wouldn't be the end of it, of it all. It, it's just stuff and it's, it's a replaceable, it's replaceable. (laughs) So probably half of the stuff I own, I wouldn't, I don't even need, honestly. So, but let's come back to this fear of, you know, doubting yourself, which then creates fear when you have doubt. You fear making decisions and you also fear taking any risks. Because when you doubt, then you already think you know the outcome. But the truth is, you don't know the outcome. So why why do we create this in our minds to where we put all this doubt in our minds? And we tell ourselves, oh, I just can't do it. I just don't think I can do it. I think part of it is owed to our culture because nowadays we are always told to be modest and to not be full of ourselves, not to be overly confident. I don't know what it is in this culture. It's just like you want to be confident, but you don't want to be overly confident because then it comes across as just being, you know, very maybe conceited and being full of yourself. So being somewhere in the middle is what's accepted as being a good human being but to be honest I think being confident and being not fearful and without doubt that you know you you could have instead of doubt you could just say well I'm not sure about this uh I don't know the outcome I'm I can try but when you try tell yourself that there is the possibility of doing what you want to do there is the possibility of success if you cancel out in your mind any possibility that there could be success it's very unlikely that there could be any success so let's talk about singing here i see it all the time 
if, you know, whenever I have a student and they are singing this piece of music and it goes very high, or let's actually take myself as an example. I had, I used to have this aria that I sang in some concerts and it went really high. It went up to an E6, which is, you know, it's, it's starting to be like a whistle register up there which is hard to do for me. You know, I'm not like a natural when it comes to like creating whistle register. High head voice, no problem. But then I come to the limit on the top. But that high E comes up and it also is held. So it's not just a short, like the queen of the night is a high F. It's an F6, but it's just a very short staccato note. That note in my piece was an E6 that was held for mm, let's say two seconds or so which is that's forever in musical terms so my mind made all the difference and having any doubt when I had doubt it just never worked here's what happens when I have doubt about the success of singing that high pitch when I think oh no it's coming up I have fear my body reacts, my body gets tense, my throat gets tense, my breathing gets more shallow, my heartbeat goes up, you know, like my pulse just gets faster, my mouth gets dry or it waters more, I have more saliva and all these things happen because my mind just thinks these thoughts but my body reacts to these thoughts because fear makes us react physically. And doubt creates fear. So what happened is like I got all tense when I had any doubt. And sure enough, that pitch would crack or would not even come out. Here's what I did before the pitch came up. I just got into this habit of thinking of something totally different. Like thinking of food. Thinking of a specific meal that I'm going to have after, like as a, as a reward, I'm going to have this very nice dish, this Thai curry, like I'm in love with Thai curry and coconut, like coconut um, milk. I love that. So I pictured that steaming hot rice bowl with that nice curry coconut milk sauce with green curry and all these wonderfully sautéed vegetables in a wok. They're very crunchy still, fresh. And so that's something I imagined vividly right before that high pitch came up because it relaxed my mind. And instead of doubt and fear, it created, well, I don't want to say like I was happy about it, but it's just like an excitement, a little bit of an excitement. Um, Maybe I could have created more of an excitement, but I think when I create more of an excitement that, you know, something major happened in my life, then my body also reacts physically. And I don't know how that would have played out, but I just imagine something that is not earth shakingly important in my life, but something that's just a little bit exciting. So that pitch came up and I just pictured that bowl of food that made me really happy. And sure enough, the top pitch was lighter, it was more steady, I didn't attack it with force, which also meant that it was a lot more likely that it came out perfectly. And that worked all the time, because 
I cut out any fear and doubt. I didn't let the doubt take place because as soon as you let the doubt move in and creep in, your body's going to react and also you're telling self, yourself all these stories of how it's not going to work and how it is going to fail, which then makes you feel definitely fearful. And it's like, oh, no, 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 I'd rather not. And we get back into our safety zone and we stay within that area of, you know, we can predict the outcome or we think we can. It's like, no, 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 I, I, I don't know how to do this. I can't. And see, I can't is, it's just so easy way out. It's, you know, there's no risk in it, but also there's no growth in it. When you say, well, I have doubt, basically doubt means you're saying no. You know, if you had any, um, if you had any hope and of like, this is going to work, I think I can do this. I might be able to do this. I don't know how right now, but hmm, let, let me see what I can do in order to learn more about it so that I can do it. Don't doubt. The slightest doubt will just set you up for failure. Instead of doubting, what you want to do is just assess the situation and be real and tell yourself, well, at this point, I just don't know how to do this. But if anyone, and I always say that, if anyone, if any human being has ever done it, Anything that doesn't defy the laws, the, the laws of physics, you know, anything that's not against nature's laws, you can do it. If anyone has ever done it, why should you not be able to do it? The point is like, what is it that you don't know that you need to know in order to do this? What is it that you have to learn? What is the skill that you need to hone in on? What do you need to train? What do you need to practice? What do you need to repeat over and over again? And I can tell you that even, you know, cutting out the doubt and fear, that is a muscle you can train. Confidence is something you can train. And confidence doesn't mean that you always think like, oh, I can do anything. It doesn't mean that. It's okay to be fearful. It's okay to have respect for big things you want or even small things you want. And to be in the situation of saying, well, I have never done this, so I don't know the outcome of this. Even going on stage, and um, I have a course that's all about that. You know, it's conquer your stage fright. It's not so much about being afraid as it is of, you know, when you get in these situations where you're under a lot of pressure, you your body reacts and your mind does things that under under, you know, under different circumstances when you're more relaxed, different things happen. So you want to take that pressure off by working on your mindset and telling yourself, I don't know the outcome, but the worst thing that can happen is that something goes wrong and I can learn from it. So that's not a big deal. And the truth is, why should I be embarrassed for something that I'm still working on? And uh, it's really important to work on your mind when it comes to you know whatever you want to achieve anytime you learn anything and the truth is there's never going to be perfection when you learn singing I don't know I always tell my students perfection is not the goal but the journey is the actual goal the the journey is what you're here for it's not this end goal because there is no end literally as a musician you never stop growing and as a human being, you never stop growing. 
when I listen to recordings from a couple years ago, I mean, when I listen, I'm thinking, well, I would do this differently now because ever since I have had a lot more experiences. I have grown as an artist, as a singer. My voice has changed still. My voice keeps on changing until I die, really. The voice keeps evolving. It keeps changing. And it's a reflection of your personality and of all your experiences, not just this vocal tract apparatus that we use every day. Your voice is instrumental in who you are. So um, I'm just I'm just here to say you need to try to work on this. And it's a very exciting thing to, you know, try to catch yourself whenever there is doubt and to reframe this whole situation from I'm afraid to do this because um, I know it's all going to go wrong shifting to I don't know the outcome there's something I don't know yet but I'm here to learn how to do it and I'm here to research and to practice and to get there and I'm just attempting and I'm proud of myself for attempting for giving it a try because meaning if I fail all the better I can learn from this if I never fail I will never learn Just think of Thomas Edison. How many failures did he have to experience before he had his breakthrough? And this goes for all major inventions and for all major breakthroughs of humanity. You know, even building rockets and landing on the moon. You just see that in the news, you see the great thing that happened. But you don't usually see all the failures that it took to get there. Without the failures, human beings would not have achieved all the things that we have achieved as a human race. We would have never landed on the moon. And we would have never invented like some surgical procedures that have saved lives or vaccines or, you know, a lot of breakthroughs that have changed our trajectory as a human race. There was a lot of failure before that. It always comes before the breakthrough. And the bigger the thing is that you want to achieve, the more failures you're going to have to like want to go through. You have to be open and ready to experience the failure. And instead of doubting, you need to be confident each and every time that I don't know the outcome, but this is going to be a great experience. I'm ready to fail big because that's going to be a big lesson to be learned. Yes, of course, we're all human beings and it can be scary. And it's okay to be scared. But just reframing it in your mind and the language that you use will make all the difference in the world. All right, my friends. Um, if you want to take things to the next level and if you want to learn how to achieve any goal, you can go to my website and the link is um, bit.ly, this is the short link, slash your goals now. Um, and you can go there and I have a mini course. It is free. You can go to that mini course and it's just a few video lessons where I go deep on how to achieve any goal and my process that I have been using. Okay, I have some updates now. Um, Okay, let's talk about 
physical exercise and working out. I have been going for runs once a week. So once a week, my babysitter is here until 6 p.m. And that's the day that I use to go for runs. The weather's getting really bad here now. It's very cold and rainy outside, but I'm making myself go outside all the time. So the next thing is, are my revenue goals? And um, it's kind of crazy. It's actually true. Just because I have a coach and we wrote down my revenue goals for each month, I have actually exceeded those. So November has ended and it's now the beginning of December. And uh, my goal was 8.5K and I actually made 9.3k <laughs> so I have exceeded that in December my goal is 10k now of course I'm still thinking about what is something that I can offer that gives a lot of value because the money I make reflects directly the value that I give so I'm still in the process of thinking about what are some things I can create what are some things I can give to provide value and um, I'm, right now I'm thinking about, I don't know, like if you hear a baby in the background, that is, <laughs> those are my twin babies. My babysitter is putting them in the stroller right now. Uh, they're about to go for a walk. They're tired. They got up very early this morning. They woke up. Um, our girl, she started crying and then she woke up everyone. It was only 6.30 and normally they sleep until 8 or so. So they are tired. It's like 10.45 right now in the morning and well, they've been up for hours and it's time for them to take a nap. Um, but let me circle back to the updates. Um, okay, about life partner. Here, Here's like my mindset has shifted just a bit. Because last time I talked about the possibility of me wanting to go back to the United States. And that is still, it's still rotating in my mind. And well, l let me just say, I, I think... I pretty much made a decision. See, I'm not saying yet I made a decision. I'm, I think, again, it. I'm a little bit scared to speak it out because as soon as I speak it out, it's I'm going to do it. And there's a lot involved. Moving overseas, it's, it's not just a casual undertaking. Um, there are a lot of thoughts I have about this. Mostly it is all positive that I want to do it. The only thing right now that I'm thinking about is like my mother... She's 77. She's about to be 78 soon. And she lives, like right now, she lives about two and a half hours from where we live. And of course, if we lived in the States, that would mean we couldn't just like visit on a weekend or she couldn't visit us on a weekend, which this is how it's been going. Because in her house, like it's not all baby safe right now. And it's easier for the babies, you know, if we, if we stay in our house here because we have everything we need here. Uh, anyone who has babies, let alone twin babies, knows that that's a lot of stuff that you need to haul when you have little babies. Like all the sleeping situation and making bottles and all that stuff. Um, so my mom, it's just one of the things that I'm, you know, like, I, I, I want to be with my mom. On the other hand, I'm thinking if we lived in the United States and we actually, you know, took advantage of the option that we could do homeschooling, uh, right now only... My older daughter, Romy, is in school. We could actually take a lot more time to travel out of the year. We could spend two or three months 
coming here to Germany, visiting my mom and spending every single day with her versus right now, usually we see her once a month for a weekend, like from Friday until Sunday or from Friday until Monday. So actually, it would not be a lot less time and it would be more intense. It would be less frequent. Um, and of course, if, you know, if I do decide we go to the United States, um, I've actually started putting down a plan of like how much would this all cost if we do it the way that I really would like it to go. And um, well, last time I lived in the US, I was a poor student and my then back then husband, we were both college students. We didn't have a lot of money at all. Uh, we just made ends meet. We had enough money just to pay the rent and to buy some groceries and, you know, pay some bills. That's that's all we had. We never saved anything. Uh, so this time I'm in, a, in, I'm in an entirely different situation. I have a business that I can take with me anywhere. And um, I thought about it. If we do move, I would want to take all our stuff with us. Now, stuff isn't important to me, but... Number one, like my studio equipment is definitely important. I would need it in order to work like my piano and my e-piano and my entire studio setup for live streams and all that stuff. I definitely need it. Um, buying a new Bechstein piano <laughs> would not be on the cheap side. So like my piano cost more than 10,000 euros. I think like 12,000 I paid for it. It is mine. It is paid off. And... Um, there's even the option of taking the car, which still would be a lot cheaper than buying a new car. Um, so our Ford Galaxy van is only three years old uh, or three and a half. It's going to be four years old in, I think, in February. That's when I got it. So taking a four or five year old car, I think would be worth it. If I bought a new one, would probably cost more than ten or fifteen thousand dollars, and I think shipping it, if you can fit it in one container with your stuff, it would only be maybe a couple thousand or so. So it would be worth it. And um, another reason why I would want to take all the stuff and ship it over there is, you know, Romy is she's ten years old, and I know that to her. A lot of the things she has, like her stuffed animals, if she had to start like on ground zero, I, I think it just would hurt. It would give her comfort and make the transition easier. Um, I mean, I talked to her. She she's excited about the possibility that we might move to the U.S. Um, but I think that would just make her transition a lot easier if she could take her room with her and her things. She would just feel more home and have all those memories. I don't care about my stuff. I would not take a lot. And maybe just a few things of the furniture. And what is the most important thing to me is like all my work stuff here. My computer, my studio setup, my desk. Because I would need that available right away. And to buy all that new that would be a lot of money. I mean, just my studio alone, that'd be like, I don't know, 20,000 at least. So that is something I would definitely not want to purchase new. So like shipping all the stuff overseas would cost, 
if I, you know, I, I asked around and I looked online, probably around 8,000, maybe 10,000 if I take the car, but that's everything. It's like all the stuff. So we wouldn't need to buy any new stuff except a few, um, a few elect electronic things because here in Germany, it's 220 volt and in the States, it's 110 plus the plugs don't fit in the sockets. But the good thing is nowadays, a lot of things are, it doesn't matter, you know, like my Mac computer, I would just need to buy the different cable, but it's compatible around the world, really. Uh, but there are a few things like my e-piano and, you know, television. No, I would not need a television at all. <laughs> Probably wouldn't take it. Well, we have a Mac computer. We could use that for a while. And I'm not, I, I don't even watch TV at all. So that's something that I'm thinking about. And um, uh, life partner, life partner. Did I just talk about it already? Yes, I wanted to touch on it. And then I got off the tangent and I like, talked about the US. Well, because I have all these thoughts about moving to the US, I kind of relaxed my attitude around that. I am still on some dating apps and I'm still talking to some men. But I'm right now, I'm in this mindset of like, hmm, because I'm not sure what I'm going to decide, I'm just taking it very easy. And here's the thing. It just makes things easier when you're not trying too hard. <laughs> I recently, I, I, I met someone, well, quote unquote met, like we didn't meet. We didn't have a date or anything. We just, we just talked and we had a couple of video calls. Everything was great and Here's what happens a lot of times with me. I'm 100% myself when I feel like I'm not crazy attracted to the guy. He's nice, but let's just see where this leads. Right now, it's like not an indication that like a lot of physical attraction is happening. And so I always, I'm fully myself unapologetically. As soon as I meet someone which is so rare... I meet someone that I'm truly excited about because I think the guy is really good looking. And to me, the, the face is just so important. And I met this guy who I thought was very handsome, really good looking guy. And here's what happens. I start getting really excited. And I, I don't know, I just, I'm not acting like I'm 100% being myself anymore. <laughs> And here's what happened. We talked a couple times and then he never got in touch again and I never got in touch again. Obviously, there's not this high interest in, and I'm I'm not about to run after anyone. Um, but this is just crazy. It is good that I'm relaxed about it now. Um, there's actually someone that I am currently talking to. Well, talking. We haven't actually even had a phone call, but... We're talking on, um, you know, mobile chat, not the app, not the dating app, but we moved off that and using WhatsApp. And um, I don't know, we had contact four years ago on that same dating platform. And back then, um, here's what happened. He he was very nice about it. He He wrote a message to me back then. We had just written back and forth a few times and then he contacted me and said, Uh, Freya, I just want to tell you that um, 
my wife and I were going to give it another try. Back then he was separated. They were about to be divorced. And he said they're going to give it another try. And so, of course, I understand and I'm going to respect that. And I told him, like, well, I think that's great. I really wish for the best. I hope maybe things work out this time for you guys. Well, four years later, he is on that platform. And I guess, you know, he wrote a message to me. He's like, do you remember me? And I was like, I'm so sorry. I don't recall. <laughs> uh, because he just used a one letter as his name. I mean, that's not his name. It's just a one letter. I was like, I don't, I don't recall. And I guess he had different photos. But then when he, you know, I gave him my number because we both are not on that platform a lot. He wrote to me on WhatsApp and I saw the messages that we had exchanged four years ago. And he actually had written me a message two years ago asking me, so how are you doing during this Corona thing? I never answered him because at that time, because I hadn't saved his number, like there was no name to the number. And I was like, I don't know who that is. I'm not going to answer. I have no idea who that is. Some person I met on a dating app a couple years ago, like, I don't even know who that is. So I ended up never answering back. Turns out now we are in contact again. And, um, well, according to his, like his photos, he looks like he's a handsome guy. Like, you know, some photos that people put online, they're not very, I don't know, they're not very telling. It's just like, you can't like, a photo is just a snapshot of a moment. And some photos look so different than the actual person. And so some of the angles, like, I just can't really tell. So, but I think he's a good looking guy that I think is good looking. It's not about like, it's just about my own perception. That's all that matters, really. I have to look at someone and think, I really like to look at them, right? But let's just see where that goes. And but right now I'm in the space of, hmm, I don't know, what am I going to decide? Am I going to decide to go to the States? Then, you know, like, what if I now meet a person that I'm really excited about, and maybe possibly I want to meet them again? I don't know yet. I'm taking it, you know, it's like, again, it's the what if, what if. I'm trying not to go through that in my mind. I'm just taking one day at a time. And the most important thing right now is what do I want in my life right now? My dream life. I still have that dream house of mine, which actually is more of an American home. And uh, my dream life of living life on my own terms and not being bound to a school schedule is not possible here in Germany. Also paying only like less than half the tax taxes if I lived in Texas because there's no state tax. There's only a federal tax and the tax bracket. It's just I would literally pay half the percentage of the taxes I would need to pay here in Germany whenever I meet my revenue goals, which I have been, you know, and my next goal in 2023 is 20K per month, which is something I'm going to be working on. I didn't even expect this episode to be so long, but I did want to give you some of those updates and I'm really excited. I have my next call with my coach next week and I gave him a list of things I wanted to talk about to help me find clarity and because um, right now in my business, I feel like I've been doing this and that and like all over the place and I've been 
I've been selling a lot, which again, I always think of it as I'm providing value. I'm not trying to sell anything to people who don't want anything. I'm just trying to help people to solve a problem. I'm trying to help them. And um, they want to pay me. One of my students actually told me like, thank you, Freya, that you're offering this opera class. I've been wanting to find a way to pay you. And because I hadn't even offered, you know, I I offered no one-on-one lessons for a long time because I just didn't want it anymore. (laughs) I just had another one-on-one coaching call this week with a singing student and it was amazing. I, you know, raising my rates resulted in me being very excited about that time versus you know like if someone doesn't pay me enough I'm like it's the same with gigs I used to do a lot of gigs that are so I I was thinking for all of that I should have charged more money I I don't it's too much work for the money that I'm being paid but it was only up to me to ask for the money that I thought I wanted to make and so now since people pay me more for my one-on-one coaching sessions I deliver so much more I really I'm like I'm in there with my entire heart and I give it all so uh that's my update for this week and um we'll just see where this all leads me and definitely I will probably make a decision before the end of this year about going back to the states also I have contacted a lawyer who specializes in an EB1A visa, which is for like individuals with extraordinary ability, which is the one that I would want to go for. You just have to prove that in your industry, in your field of expertise, that you are one of the top, which I feel I could prove. I have a number one Amazon bestselling book that I published. I have a lot of followers on YouTube. I have some podcasts and I'm generally very present and in the singing coaching world, I think I have made a big difference. And I think, well, the officers want, the officers who assess your case, they want to see that you would be of benefit and that you would continue working in your field, which I could definitely prove also because I will take my business with me and potentially actually hire um, a US person, who, someone who's local to work for me which is something I've been wanting to do. But here in Germany, it would have to be someone who knows really good English. And uh, I just have been hesitant. Plus here in Germany to hire someone, it costs an arm and a leg because you don't just pay them their salary. You have to pay so much in like, I mean, you pay part of their health insurance and their social security stuff. It's just ridiculous. That's why a lot of people here don't even hire anyone because it just is too expensive to hire someone. But in the States, I would probably create a couple of jobs there. (laughs) I would need a babysitter for sure. And I would also need someone to help me with my business. I would definitely keep my team that I have right now because they have been there for a while and they know everything about my business. But eventually I would probably start hiring like a personal assistant who helps me with all kinds of stuff. That's like, you you have to be there physically. All right, friends, this is it. Wrapping it up for today. Thank you so much for listening and um, go to that free course once more, how to achieve any goal. My, is it four steps or five steps? I think it's five steps. <laughs> I don't even know my own things. Uh, I made, I think I made five videos for it that I use. Um, again, bit.ly slash your goals now. And um, let me know, shoot me an email. Info at masteryourvoice.tv. And I would love to hear from you.
Until then, don't forget to dream big because a winner is a dreamer who never gives up. Bye for now.